Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to a friend of mine, fellow Wild Child Garden Club member and community organizer that is making such a huge difference in her community in South Louisiana. I cannot wait to share with you what Mighty Moms is doing in Livingston Parish and teach you how you can be a part. It's all inside. Let's dig in. Hey Zone 9 Gardener, did you know that where you live, you can grow gorgeous vegetables year-round? In the Wild Child Garden, we harvest 52 weeks a year. There's no need for cover crops, never a time where we can't plant something, and there's always room to add beauty to our garden space. I'm going to inspire you to turn your garden into a Wild Child Garden right here on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm so excited today because I have a friend with me on and she is an amazing human and I cannot wait for you to meet her. If you are in the Garden Club, you already know her and you love her. So I want to introduce you to my friend Dawn Birdsong that I met a couple of years ago when she joined the Garden Club. We became fast friends. We both love to garden. We both love chickens and we both love lobster and in the keys. Who would have thought? So now we are going to come on today and I want you to understand and see a little bit more of who Dawn is and also who she is as a community organizer. Dawn does an amazing job with her organization, Mighty Moms, and I'm going to get her to share that with you a little bit more as we get into this, but I just want to preface it by saying she's doing some amazing things in Livingston Parish, and I know that you're going to absolutely love her, so I would love to introduce her to you and bring her on for her to tell you a little bit about her family, how Mighty Moms got started, and then hopefully she is going to really give us a little insight into the world of food insecurity that most of us probably know nothing about. So welcome, Dawn. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your family. So my husband and I have um, four children, two of which were mine before I met him. They were little bitty. Connor was one year old and Adam was five and he had a daughter who was two and um we got married when they were all still very we've been married for 23 years and we have one child together he calls himself our real child his cold bird song is his name and he teases his brothers and sisters that he's the real bird song but whatever they're all real they're all our real children but anyway so we have raised four beautiful successful loving kids who have started families of their own and um they just love their mama's cooking and they love their mama's garden and they love their mama's chickens and believe it or not they love mighty moms too oh i love that now what about those grandbabies tell me about those grandbabies yes i have two beautiful granddaughters who live right down the street from me three doors down um charlie is three and carter is 10 months and then I have a little boy grandbaby on the way in April. So exciting. Yes, he's convinced us that's just going to be his little fishing buddy. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And it's so amazing how if you ever want to know how to raise your children right, like go to Dawn because her kids never move far from home and they always come back. So it's like you are the goal. Yeah, my grocery bill has definitely not gone down since we're empty nesters. It has stayed the same. 
they come home almost every night. Actually, Cole was just here. Adam will be here in a little bit, and Connor will be here after he goes to the gym. Brittany lives in Atlanta, so they just left on Sunday, but she never wants to leave. Like, they stayed until way too late on Sunday afternoon and didn't get home for, like, 11 hours. She drove, they drove half the night, and she was so sad, and her dad, she was crying to us on the phone, and Ben said, you should have left earlier, and we told you to leave earlier on Sunday, and she said, I never want to leave. I never want to leave, so that made me happy and sad that they were stuck in the car, plus she never wants to leave us. But isn't that such a great testament to who y'all are as people and how you've raised your kids and how much love you have to give? And I know that as much as you love those kiddos and those grandbabies, and I know that you do, and you have raised amazing children, I tell you that all the time, you're like the standard, but you also pour all of that love into your community through Mighty Moms. How did that get started? Yes, it did. Well, I went on a retreat in 2000, I don't even know, it was 13 years ago or so, and really, I had never really thought about what, what, I mean, I know we all talk about, like, what our purpose is, and all of that stuff, like, what does God have for us in our life, and we know we're supposed to make disciples, you know, that's kind of what, what we're here on the planet to do, and to mirror Jesus, but we have, there's more to it, too, than that, I think, but anyway, I was really just asking the Lord, like, break my heart for what breaks yours, I really didn't know, but I did know that I've always loved to cook, I always, that's my love language, that's how I show my family that I love them, is I cook for them, and I, you know, pack up leftovers for them, and I'm always thinking about what I, how I can, how I can love on them through food, um, and God broke my heart for hungry children, um, and one of the very first years that Ben and I gardened was probably, it was probably 15 years ago, I guess, and I really just went out to my little bitty garden, and actually it wasn't little, it was that cinder block garden, that huge, humongous garden that Ben built me all those years ago, I have no, I had no idea what to do with that huge space, but I just prayed that God would, if God would bless me with an abundance of tomatoes and onions and basil and all of that stuff, that I would jar it up and I would give it to people who were hungry. I didn't know what even what I was praying, but I was just like, Lord, I'll do it. Well, my garden was a bust. It never, I never really got too many tomatoes, but through that, that season of prayer and really seeking God on what he had for me in, in my life, um, Mighty Moms was born. We had a prayer group of ladies that would meet at my house on Monday mornings, and we would just pray for our kids and for our bus drivers and for the kids that were bullying our kids. And we really just saw God move in that time. That was really such a precious time. I wish I could get back to having a really sweet prayer prayer warrior group of mamas who were praying. But um, life got busy, and we kind of stopped all that, you know, together. But anyway, one of the moms here, um, worked, her husband worked for us, and they lived in a trailer park that wasn't far down the road from us, and that I really never even knew existed, and she prayed for the kids in her neighborhood because they didn't have enough to eat after school, and her and her husband had four kids, and she didn't have really enough money to, you know, feed the whole neighborhood every afternoon, and so after that prayer group, um, my friend um, Beth and I, we both took drives over to Eastover. It was Eastover. Um, neither one of us knew the other one was going. And um, yeah, and it looks like a bomb went off over there and nobody had cleaned up. And so we just were like, wow. We came back together the next week and said, oh my gosh, I drove to Eastover. And she said the same thing. Now my kitchen lights went off, so I have to do that. Okay, so um, yeah, so um, that's how it was born. I mean, we just started, we just started talking to kids in the neighborhood and bringing sandwiches and Mighty Moms just grew. I mean, I believe that Mighty Moms has been successful and has been, um, has been 
you know, 13 years now we've been doing it, um, that is because we started in prayer, because we wrapped it in prayer and we still wrap it in prayer. Although we may not be on our knees in my, in my living room anymore, we're still, it's still wrapped in prayer. And, you know, the Bible says the poor will always be with us, but that we should, you know, we should help the afflicted. We should help the poor. We should help the downcast. Um, we should help the orphans. And so God broke my heart for poor kids and, or really, I mean, I guess it started off as poor kids, as, as poverty, but now it's really shifted to the working class poor. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that go to school with our kids and grandkids whose both parents are working and they're working hard, but they just may not have, you know, um, degrees or, you know, even a trade, you don't have to go to college to make a lot of money, but maybe they, maybe they just didn't finish high school or maybe they're just working at Walmart. I don't know, but there's a lot of people who just barely make ends meet. And when your kid has the flu and can't go to school for a week or your car breaks down or your heater breaks and you're barely making ends meet, you know, the first thing that gets cut is your food, your grocery bill and groceries are crazy high. I bought my first dozen eggs from the grocery store this past weekend at $5.99. Right. That's craziness, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that is really, you know, I believe that um, Mighty Moms got started. We got introduced to the school system right off the bat. I talked to anybody who would listen to me about food insecurity because if you were like me, I lived in a little white picket fence world and I didn't know there were hungry people right around the corner from me. We weren't hungry. We didn't have a ton of money growing up, but we, my mom and dad, we had enough. You know what I mean? I, I never was hungry. Right. So. And it's morphed so much, right? Like it started out as sandwiches that you were delivering. Yes. And now y'all just implemented this Feeding Young Minds program, which yes. has completely blown me away because I don't know yes. if anybody even knows this, but years and years ago, it was kind of the same thing on my heart. And I wanted to teach people to really bring back family supper. And um, it just seemed like exactly what you're saying. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's trying to make ends meet. You come home. You just want to crash out on the couch. You don't really care. You want to put something in the free, you know, from the freezer to the microwave. And I really just wanted to teach people that, hey, with a little bit of planning and prep work, like we can be like our grandmothers and our moms were, and we can make very inexpensive meals that are hot that we serve with a spoon from a 13 by nine that we can sit around the table and enjoy. And I loved that season of my life so much because I got to meet with so many people who are saying exactly the same thing you're saying. Like we are working all day, we're tired, we don't feel like cooking, but we also know the importance of the family meal and we understand that that is really lost in America today. So tell us about Feeding Young Minds and how, you know, what your heart is with that and, and where that's going. Yes. Okay. So um, Beth, my partner, has six kids and Ben and I have four. And so really we, you know, she she's always been great at, you know, budgeting and making her dollar go, go further. And so we've always kind of, and I really have never really watched grocery prices. I mean, I'm sad to say I never really cared that much about you know, I always just got what I needed from the grocery store. Not that I didn't care. Of course I cared, but I didn't pay that much attention. Um, and so she and I have kind of, you know, built off of each other over the years. And we know that families are in such, um, we can't fix families. And I mean, we have a lot of friends who are teachers and they tell us the stories about these kids that are in these classrooms now. They're so, their parents are disengaged. They never, you know, they're, they're watching 
crazy stuff on TV. They're listening to crazy stuff on their video games. Like no one is coming back around the table. So while we know we can't fix families, we know that the, you know, the, if you can get your family around the table, even if it's just twice a week, even if it's just once a week with a meal and a family fun game or a, you know, a family fun idea, um, then you can, you're going to learn more about your kids. Your kids are going to learn more about you and um, just put the phones down for just a minute, you know, just, just 30 minutes. And so that's kind of where Feeding Your Minds came. We said we wanted to do four meals for a family of six and try to keep it under $60. So it's kind of Feeding Your Minds is like a HelloFresh box, but Mighty Mom style. So it's got all the ingredients you need to make four fairly simple meals. Um, we're going to give you a dessert um, option as well. And um, my, my kitchen lights keep going out. Um, and a family fun idea, like a game night or whatever. And so that's what Mighty Mom, that's what we're doing. So it's $2,500. And we're going to feed a bunch of people, um, give them a bunch of great ideas on how to cook, um, on how to get back around the table. To, and to remind them that, um, to remind them that even though, even though life gets hard, even though sometimes you want to throw the spoons at your kids because they're misbehaving and they're fighting and they're, or, you know, you have a flat tire, keep going. Don't let it stop you. You know what I mean? Like, like, like things are going to come at you all the time, but just keep going. It's important. It's right. so important to be in front of our kids, for our kids to watch us cook, for our kids. You can teach them math through the through recipes and measuring cups, and you can teach them how to. I mean, there's just so many things that can be taught around the table and in the kitchen, and that is what we want. And we've had we've only done it for two months. We've had the best success. So we we worked so hard at getting this program, like all the back end part of it. I know you know how that how that feels, and you're like, oh my gosh, is anyone gonna like it? Like we like it, and people are loving it. Of course so, they are. So it's oh, uh, it sounds so amazing, and it is such a. I feel like such a. It's a great tool. First of all, yes. you know, to incorporate in, like everybody has to eat, and yes. while. You know, a lot of us don't think about food insecurity. Think about how you feel when you don't have groceries in the house. Like, it's all you can think about, right? And it's so stressful. And we know as humans, like, when we get stressed out, we just sort of want to check out, right? Like, we don't want to think about it, don't want to deal with it. Even, you know, I find myself doing that same thing, like, when I don't know what to cook and I don't know, you know, what... I'm going to provide my family with that night. It's so stressful. And so to yes. think about living in a place where that is at the forefront of your mind every single day, it's not really something we think about as gardeners because we have food right outside our back door, right? And so we are always able to go out and it's like, what am I going to cook tonight? It takes on a whole new meaning when you're a gardener because it's basically what's ready out here. And we have food security. It's never something we have to really be concerned with, um, especially in South Louisiana. But for people who don't know how to garden, who don't know, you know, where their next meal is coming from, it's so stressful and it's such a burden. So how many people are you feeding with the Feeding Young Minds? Well, how many people do you feed monthly um, as an organization? And then how many is in the Young Minds program? We feed 600 kids every week through our Full Tummy Project, which is our backpack program. And then um, that's 600 kids. And then we feed another. Our budget allows us to go up to 40 families for Feeding Young Minds. Right now, we've limited it to 31 just because 
we're kind of at the max capacity of what kind of what our brains can handle right now at the library. So that's where we feed, that's where they come. They come to the library um, and we do a little presentation and then we send them home with their food. Oh, and on top of that, we also, this is making me crazy. Hold on. My kitchen lights are, um, I don't know what the heck. Um, but, um, so they come to the library and then we, oh, we give them all the kitchen goodies too. So not only do they get the food, but they also get pans and pots. And like last month, I mean, or November was crock pot month. So all the recipes were with a crock pot and we gave them all a crock pot and measuring spoons and spoons. And I mean, like dish towels and it's no fun to cook if you don't have all the fun stuff to go with it. You know, like if you have a pan that burns your pizza every time, nobody's cooking pizza. Right. So we had had one person, one of our awesome um, supporters, she bought 25 of all kinds of stuff for us and so we're just kind of matching our recipes and giving them those things too and they're loving them so we can do up to about 45 for the 2500 dollars um per month but um we're kind of keeping it at about 30 31 right now which is a lot that's a lot for 31 families is believe me that's a lot and it's 31 families not necessarily 31 people so that's a lot of people and so i I just love that so much because, you know, like, can you think back to like when you were younger and this is what I think about, like when your mom gave, gave you a crock pot for Christmas and it was yeah. like the most exciting thing ever because the whole world opened up to you, you know, it's yes. like, it's not yes. necessarily, um, it becomes less of a burden when you've got the right equipment. You know, I love that. So it's not necessarily, I mean, it's kind of a shift, right? So it's not so much about giving a man a fish as much as it is teaching him to fish at this point. Like, I love that. Yes. And, you know, I think, I mean, the generation that are, that are raising kids now, they, they didn't have their moms and grandmas in the kitchen like we did. You know, there, nobody really, I mean, there was a season of my life where I did teach single, newly married women to cook for their husbands. I did that because there's not, there's no one, there's no one doing that anymore. So if we can, if we can show them, I don't think that it's because I don't think, you know, some people it may just be because you're right. Um, they, you know, they're over, they're overwhelmed with their life and all that stuff. But some people are overwhelmed with their life, but they also just don't know where to begin. Right. They don't know that if you sit down and try and, and figure out how, so the, the beauty part about Feeding Young Minds is we're going to give them all the recipes. We're going to give them the grocery list. So not only are they going to go home with that stuff um, that night, but they're also going to watch it on our – we do cooking videos on our YouTube channel. We do a little video on what the family fun night idea is, um, and they're able to reproduce that on and on. So if they like the crock pot pork loin – all they have to do, and they lose their recipe card that we gave them, they're just going to go to the Mighty Mom website or the YouTube channel and and get, you know, print the new one or look it up or whatever. So we're teaching them that, and we're telling them every month, like, for this box of groceries was $65 or $64.01, and their eyes are all like that when we tell them that. They're like, what? Right, because that's a whole nother part of it, right? Like, if you don't know how to cook, you probably don't know how to shop. And if you don't have, like, like, my mom, I mean, you know, we had all these satsumas in the last month, and she was over here, like, freezing the juice and then taking the pulp and the, the stuff that wouldn't go through the strainer and freezing that and making popsicles with that. And we took it all the way down to where she candied the peels. 
And the whole wow. time she was saying, waste not, want not, waste not, want not. My mom That's grew right. up very poor. And she yeah. knows how to stretch her dollar and how to stretch her groceries. And even with yep. just picking satsumas, she turned that into something. She'll be serving satsuma popsicles to her grandkids all summer long. She froze yep. them and they're in the freezer. And so, but if you don't have somebody teaching you to do that, then your money does not go far, you know, in the grocery store. It just doesn't. Wow. This is so much bigger, Dawn. Exciting. It's so exciting. We're, Beth and I are super excited about, we have the community behind us. So like our local leaders and, you know, like our school board and our library administration. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine, you know, a lot of our garden club members are, um, love the library like I do, because it seems like we're all pretty similar, you know, but that's another thing. We want people to know the free, like the, the free resources that your library has. You know, like I said, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. My parents sent us to private school. We had th There was three of us at school, you know, at St. Joseph's, St. Aloysius at the same time. So I know all their money went to that, and they wouldn't have had it any other way. But we spent a lot of time in the library in the summertime mm -hmm. because there was all kinds of fun stuff going on at the library. I didn't realize that we were poor, but not poor, but we didn't have a whole lot of money. But my mom introduced us to reading, and, you know, I brought my grandbaby. She's got a, she's got a library card. You know what I mean? Because the libraries are so cool. And now they have 3D printers and they have, so you want people to realize like your community, I mean, there's so much at our fingertips, but if nobody tells you about them, then you just don't know. Dawn, I love this so much because you know yeah. what I think about? It's like very empowering, you know, yes. like there's something about putting supper on the table for your kids and your family, getting your kids a library card, taking your kids home with their stack of library books and their yep. little DVDs. I mean, that was some of our favorite memories when I was raising my girls. So I know that this is empowering. Like this is so much bigger. Like to me, it's generational transformation because yep. now these kids will grow up eating around a supper table because these mamas got themselves a crock pot and their whole lives have changed. It's life changing, you know? Yes, yes. And and on top of that, um, oh shoot, I was going to say something about the library. Oh, and then the library it also is partnering with us. So like if we say like, let's say in two months we're going to do, I don't know, we're going to show them how to bake a cake. Well, they're going to have all of the cake baking um, books that they have that you can check out at their fingertips. So they're going to kind of partner with us and show people like this is how you crock pot cook. We've got all these recipe books, all these cookbooks for crock pot. So come and, you know, get you a library card. There's nothing. When I was a kid, you had to learn how to write your first name before you got your library card. You don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> but that's how it was a long, long time ago, you know, but I mean, the library's fun. And I mean, we want people rich and poor. We realize that people who are wealthy are just as disengaged with mm -hmm. their families as the as the food insecure families are and these are our future leaders sitting in in our classrooms now these kids if we don't do something as a community to rally around these kids and show them a different way of doing things what's going to happen wow i mean we're going to have a bunch of cats <laughs> right know, a bunch of kitty cats thinking that they're the kids right. think they're kitty cats or right kids thinking they're you know i don't know what's going on 
the classrooms these days, but I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff happening, and that's that's our future leaders. Mm-hmm. We have to get a hold of some things. We mm-hmm. have to. It's not just somebody else's problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to. And listen, I say all the time when I'm talking to people, God broke my heart for the hungry. Okay, but God breaks all of our hearts for something different. Mm-hmm. Veterans, homelessness, you know, whatever it might be. But I know people's hearts are breaking for things, and we just have to figure out what we can do to help. That's all. And I've just I've just made it pretty easy for people to help because I've done the legwork, and I just want you to money, um, money or time, or if you have a recipe your family loves at seven ingredients or less, share it with me, please. I mean, because we're going to run out of things that Beth and I cook for our families that make it to, to go to feeding on mine. So we need some inspiration as well from other mamas like Kelly Johnson, who has done their homework on serving out of a nine by 13. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So. I will absolutely <laughs> share with you. I have yes, so many sure. good, good recipes that my mom taught us because she was a working mom. She did not have a lot of money. She didn't have a lot of time, you know, and yep. she uh, yep. wanted to feed us well. And so she she was creative. And I do have recipes I would love to share with you. So aside yes. from recipes um, and support monetarily and time, what else do you need? Are those your top three things? or Is that where you feel like you really need the most help? Yes, I really just need some help. Like we're going to need... Um, Yes, so we need, so each month sponsored by a certain group. This month, Entergy has sponsored Feeding Young Minds. Um, the last two months, we've had concern. Nobody, the people that sponsored it didn't want to be named, so we just called them cons- the good people of Livingston Parish. Um, next month, my my financial advisor, Sims White with Edward Jones, um, he sponsored. So, like, we do need some sponsors for the f- coming months. Um, those, and I would love for Wild Child Garden Club to be one of our sponsors. Um but, I mean, you can always come together with a bunch of people and sponsor, too. Like, if you're, you know, that's kind of what I, like, we have collaborations. So if everybody put up $500, then that's an easy, you know, your, your small group at church might want to want to do it. You know what I mean? And we can, you know, put people together in one group and say, this is going to be our next sponsor. But recipes, prayer, we always need prayer um, for people to just keep us Keep us in your prayers that we would never walk in, that we would never get ahead of God, that we would stay kind of right, right where he would have us and not jump ahead. Um, and just, um, that's really it. I mean, like my, God has been good to mighty moms, really so good. I mean, there's been many times where I've wanted to like get out of it. Like, Lord, I'm tired. When the flood happened, I'm tired. My house flooded, the mighty moms flooded. And he kept bringing money, 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 money. Like more money was coming in. I was like, oh my God. And then, um, you know, like just things like that, the pandemic, I thought for sure, this is going to be my way out. I can get out. And I just want to go volunteer someplace, you know, but he's just money, money. And really with the pandemic hit, I mean, Mighty Moms was it. We, we had, we had all the schools, all 48 schools were shopping from our warehouse because everything else was closed down. Wow. So amazing. We have, Mighty Moms is really just an amazing organization that I, I, um, it's my pleasure and my, it's my pleasure to serve our community this way. Well, we are so excited to be partnering with y'all in the Wild Child Garden Club. And we are so close to making our goal to be able to be the sponsor for a month. And so we have just a few hundred dollars left. And I know that the Garden Club members are going to make that happen. I have no doubt. We just have little more than a couple days, I think, or a little less than a couple days, really, at this point, to make that happen. But I have no doubt we're going to reach that goal. And I know that you will see Wild Child 
Garden Club as a sponsor of Feeding Young Minds, no question. Now, where can other people find you and how can they best uh, support you? What's the best way to donate? Uh, So if you go to our website, MightyMomsGo.org, um, there's donate buttons kind of all over. You can sign up to be um, a subscriber to our monthly email, like in a little newsletter. We send one or two emails out a month. And um, we're on social media, Instagram and, and on Facebook. But really probably the best way to get to donate is um, on our website, MightyMomsGo.org. And, and one of our um, Garden Club members, Alicia Davison, um, did that for us. We hired her to do our website, and she did a great job. We love our website. It's so, awesome. it's so, so good. That yeah. is fantastic. Well, I am thrilled yeah. to have talked with you today, and I am so and, proud yeah. to be your friend and so proud to be affiliated. You're right. It is an amazing organization. Um, it blows me away every time I see something new come up. Y'all really do the best job taking care of your people. And um, we will continue praying for Mighty Moms. We will continue supporting Mighty Moms. And we're thrilled to be a part. Thank you, Dawn, for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. To help out at Mighty Moms, you can go to MightyMomsGo.org and you can find all kinds of ways to support their programs there by just clicking Donate anywhere you see it on their website. You can also find them on Facebook and on Instagram and YouTube. Mighty Moms is doing amazing things in the Livingston Parish community. If you live in Livingston Parish, you should be very thankful that you have Mighty Moms in your community. People like Dawn and Beth are very special treasures in communities, and you are very blessed to have them.